Welcome to the So Much More Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Amy. We've been married for almost 24 years. We have four kids. We live in the Dominican Republic. We're missionaries. We're both educators, have pastored together. And love mentoring others. Oh, and we love sharing our story. Join us for this real talk about how to get more out of this thing called life. Well, hey, welcome to episode one of our first podcast together. My name is Scott. I'm here with my wife. I am Amy. And we are sitting here together in the Dominican Republic where we currently live. More of that story to come. Uh, But this is something we've talked about for a couple of years. We've thought about this idea. We've tossed it around. We've even sat down and uh, once or twice before and started making notes. So like, hey, let's do this podcast uh, really as a way for us to share kind of what's going on in our life and our story. But we haven't had time. We've been busy. We've raised kids, raising kids. We've moved to another country, changed jobs, changed church, changed work, lots of things. But as you're listening to this, you're fully aware that there's a thing called coronavirus, and it has pretty much affected the entire world, including us here. So we're on a curfew from 5 p.m. every day until 6 a.m. We've had a lot of time at the house with each other and with our girls. And so, yeah, we're enjoying that. But this has given us time to do this. So here we go. I'm going to let Amy tell you a little bit about us. And then we'll jump right in. Scott and I have been married for 23 years. We have four children. Um, Our son, Jacob, is 20 years old. Our daughter, Emma Grace, is 18. We have daughter, Scotty, who is 16. And then itty-bitty baby, perfect child ever. Don't tell the others. Zoe is nine years old. Um, We are living in the Dominican Republic, like Scott said. The two youngest are with us, Scotty and Zoe, and Jacob and Emma Grace have remained in Houston doing college and work and being grown-ups really early in life. By the way, yes, you've given the little baby, perfect little baby Zoe, a complex, and the other ones as well have a complex because of that. And it's fine, and there's always therapy, and it's fine. It's all good. She's perfect. She loves me the bestest. Well, hey, so the purpose of this for us really, uh, the reason we thought of it a few years back and the reason we're doing it now is because we've just felt like maybe by sharing our journey, um, it might encourage you. It might help you. It might um, challenge you in some ways. We felt years ago, early on in our family life, that God was going to use our family in a unique way. We didn't know exactly what it was. We had some ideas. We've made some changes and and adjustments along the way in in an effort to follow his leading in our life. But we always felt from when the kids were really young that if he was going to call us into something, he was going to call us all into it and that he had especially designed our kids and our family for that purpose. And so we're, we're seeing that play out now in our life, which we'll share more with you about that here in this episode and in future episodes. Uh, But we just really felt that, what he was calling us to do was use our family and our lives together and our marriage, parenting, and all of those things to glorify him, but also to encourage others and, and be an example. We were blessed with with mentors and people in our life along the way who helped us and 
now that we've kind of reached that middle age part of life, you know, like mid forties, almost it's our time to, to be given back. So that's why we're here. The beginning of this so much more thing really started a couple of years ago as we were beginning another transition. Again, we'll share more of that uh, soon, but we started a website called so much more.me really as a hub for information about our family, our journey, our ministry, what we were going to be doing. And it was a unique moment for us. And the reason why we chose so much more has a story. And so Amy's going to tell you a little bit about that story, where this came up with. Again, this is episode one. So we're just giving you some background on why we're calling it this, why this phrase, why this idea has meant so much to our family uh, and where it started. So so for the last several years, come December, I'm bugging each person in the family to to choose a word, just to choose a word for the new year, a word that will help give them focus, a word that will help me as as I pray for them, that I would pray that word for them and whatever that means. We have found this this tool, this thing that we do, this tradition to be to be impactful, like individually, but impactful as a family unit. So several years ago, um, Scott and I were brainstorming, what what word do we want for our daughter, Scotty? And, and she was youngish, right? And we, and we were going to choose this word for her. And the word that we chose for her was the word more. And let me tell you why we wanted to choose this word more for her. Scotty is a beautiful and an amazing, amazing child of God. But in her story, there is interwoven so many, so many hurdles and so many difficult, difficult things, not just for her, but, but for us, for our family. She had developmental delays from the beginning. We, you know, you notice things that taking her a long time to take a bottle or not reaching for a toy or not sitting up at the right month. And, and we started to try to pursue, was there some reason for it? Was there something wrong? And you do all the traditional testing and the MRI and everything is she's perfectly healthy, that there's nothing wrong with her, her brain, everything is fine. There's no real explanation for it. And she gets a little bit older and a little bit older. And then the developmental pediatrician starts throwing around the term, just she has an intellectual disability. And part of what comes when they're young and they start to give you things, titles um, like intellectual disability or labels, one of the things that it also comes with is the list of all the things they will never do, that she'll never read past the second or third grade level, that she'll uh, won't be able to write much, that, you know, if she ever reached the third or fourth grade level, just intellectually, that it would be an amazing accomplishment for her. And I just can remember sitting there, sitting and listening to this doctor, the the expert, right, telling me all the things that she was never going to get to do. And it just didn't sit right with us because what Scott and I knew, well, two things. There was more to her diagnosis than just intellectual disability. And we kept asking questions and they kept telling us no. But the second thing we knew is that we followed a God who's not a God of never, 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 right? We followed a God and we love a God and we served a God who, who is the God of miracles and that he is 
the God who's writing the story. And I remember going home from one of her appointments and telling Scott that I accept reality. I wasn't going to be a parent who would say, no, not my kid, right? I wasn't going to be the American Idol mom who tells their their son, oh, you sing, you're the best singer ever when everyone in the world is shouting, no, they're not. I was not going to be that mom. I was going to accept reality, but we were going to hope for the best, that we weren't going to never Scotty. And so that year... I had just finished reading The Circle Maker, and and I, in the first few chapters, right, you read about the drought in the area, and you read about the legend of the, the guy drawing the huge circle in the ground, and he stands in the middle of the circle, and he's praying, and he's demanding that God would bring the rain. And so when we wrote that word more on a canvas— We had a huge circle around it. And the prayer that year was that there would be more for our Scotty's life, more than we could dream of, more that we could think of, more than what the doctors and the professionals said. And we just prayed just the way the circle maker did. We prayed with everything we had on one word without knowing what that meant for our daughter's life. So you know how... You know, you pray for the things and sometimes you see the results of it pretty quickly if you're if you're paying attention. And sometimes it feels like either God's not paying attention, listening to you, or he's slow in answering. Well, we were praying this, we were desiring this for her, at the same time dealing with some frustrations with the school and things that were going on in her life. And so uh, we had a friend recommend a school, a private school, a, a special needs school. Uh, for Scotty. Well, being in ministry and being a single income family really at the time made it very difficult to even consider like a private school situation, especially for special needs kids and with insurance and all these other things. And so we were like, oh, that that could that could be a really great thing for her. But there are some hurdles here. But we were praying, God, you've got more for her. You've got more for her. There's There's got to be a place. There's got to be a group of people who can understand what we're going through and challenge her and help her to be all that you had created her to be. Well, so we find out about this amazing school called Next Step Academy in Houston. And as we first talked to these guys and shared our story and where we had been with Scotty, this idea of so much more just permeated the conversation. It was like they knew what we were looking for. They knew that God was up to something in Scotty's life and their desire as a school for us and for other kids was to help nurture that that more that was inside to help these kids really excel and and come out of their shell and and develop into the wonderful gifts that God had created and so the results just kind of slowly started coming not only with the school but with with our our situation and Amy again had homeschooled for a little bit and then this opportunity came and we had friends who were supporting and helping and praying and and grants that showed up and scholarships that came and made it possible for Scotty to be part of this incredible school. And she began to make some, some improvements, some, some real strides developmentally. She was happy to be at school. She, for the first time in her life, had friends that she recognized as friends, other people besides her siblings. And so that that prayer, that word more, that idea that God had more in store for her and more in store for our family uh, became alive for us. We were praying and praying and began to see 
that God was going to be faithful to our prayers. We learned that that impacted our prayer life, what we were praying for. Uh, prior to that, really, honestly, praying for the typical things of life, the simple prayer things, you know, things we needed, blessings and health and all this stuff. But after reading the book and, and putting this on the wall and seeing God begin to move, we, we began to really change how our prayers were being asked to God, to asking of a God who we knew, having read us this scripture, but now really seeing it come into play, Ephesians 3.20, where it says, uh, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we can ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And so this idea of to him, talking about the Lord, to him who is able to do far more abundantly, this idea of, of overflowing in our lives. Wow, abundance, right? A life abundant. More than we could ever ask or think. And a lot of times in our prayer, right, it's things we're asking God to do, things we need, things we're asking him for. But it includes our thoughts. It includes things that we haven't even expressed, really, things that we may not have shared with anybody. But as Scripture says, he knows our thoughts. And so even what we pray for and the things that are in our hearts and our dreams are things that God is working in. And then the idea that all that happens uh, according to the power at work within us, his power in us, this time in our life, wow, just seeing this happening in, in Scotty's life and then in our family's life, the impact that it had on our other kids, the impact that it began to have on our friendships and on our marriages, our marriage, and just really began to transform the way we thought about this idea of more. Was it an idea of more because we weren't satisfied with where things were? Well, I guess in some way we were learning to be content in our circumstances, like the scripture tells us, but we weren't satisfied in this the current situation, knowing that there was more that God could do and wanted to do in her life and in our family's life. And so for us, that's how it kind of played out. I think it has some implications for you, at least I hope it does, and how this can impact you. Because I think that we had to take this idea of more for Scotty, and, and which was a very fine perspective, right? It was a very specific perspective. We, we prayed more for Scotty. We didn't know what that meant, right? The circle was large. The blessings were more than we could think and, and more than we could ask. But then we had to zoom out and think, how can we apply that same truth of more to other areas in our life, in our relationship with God? Were we complacent or were we going to strive for that more in our marriage? I am head over heels in love with this man and have been for years and years and years, and I still enjoy him above anyone else. I would say that we have a solid marriage. But the truth is, there's more. There was more to our marriage. There was more to this relationship and this partnership. And, and I think about our family and, and parenting our kids. It's more than just making sure that they eat which is kind of funny because I don't enjoy cooking and I only cook because they demand food, but there's more than feeding them. There's more than taking them to church. There's more than giving them hugs and telling them that you love them, that there's so much more to parenting and to our 
family dynamics. And, and then if you kept looking at these big perspective, what does that more look like in our workplace and how we do our job? What does that more look like when I think about dreams and the things I would say in my thought space, right? When I would talk to myself and I would dream of the things that, oh, if I just had time or, oh, if we just had more money or something so that I didn't have to work and I just had all this time in the world or if I only had a platform or if I only all these dreams that I would dream and and I would squash them and make them so small and so little when really God was just saying, put them in the circle with everything else and just pray for more and let me do what I'm going to do. Because here's the thing is I don't think this idea of, of so much more is just about the Denton family. I don't think it's just about Scotty. I think this idea of more and wanting more and desiring more and seeking more is for all of us. And, and some of it is drawing the circle and standing in the middle and just asking for it and, and asking the Holy Spirit that is dwells inside of us. We know that you are powerful. Guide us. Show us. And then it's taking action and it's following through. It would have been a completely different story had God tried to pour out his abundance and the moreness in Scotty's life, yet we took zero action and didn't take her to school or if we had not taken action and Scott hadn't applied for grants, right? That some of the more, the results of that more is because we took action. So I think that we also have to have eyes to see and ears to hear. And when God is saying, oh, I have something for you right here, it's for us to recognize that that's what it is and to step into it. And I know that we have experienced it in our family over and over and over again. And our hope is that you also get to experience it in your life, that you see it for what it is, that you believe that it can be true for you, that it is not um, just for the special ones, right? That in believing that there's so much more to this life than the things that you could ever dream up or that you could ever think about and, and to search for those. That's our hope for you. That's our hope for this podcast. That's our hope for um, ministry that we do together. It's our hope for our kids and for our kids' marriages and our kids' careers and our kids' families. There's, that they would believe that there's so much more and they would stand on that truth. Well, hey, with that in mind, we wanted to tell you about our next episode. We're actually going to take this idea of so much more and begin to apply it to real things. So our first topic is going to be marriage. We've been married for 23 years, almost 24 years. That's one of the things we've done the longest is marriage. And so we want to start with that. We hope that this short series of podcasts on marriage will help and encourage you. We're going to talk about this really from both of our perspectives, because as you probably can imagine, Men and women have different perspectives on things. Husbands and wives see things differently. And so we're going to take a couple of themes, a couple of topics related to marriage and kind of flesh them out. We're going to start each week with a blog. So you can go to so much more.me and look under the so much more under blogs. And then the first one will be so much more and, and read there. We're going to each post uh, kind of our thoughts on the particular topic for the week. And then we're going to follow that up with a podcast episode 
to flesh it out a little bit more to talk about it. We also want to include a challenge for you. And as we post these things on social media, if you have any questions or or concerns or comments that uh, we would like that you would like us to talk about or share more about in the podcast, you can always do that and comment there. So check out the website so much more.me. You can also go to dentonsinthedr.com. They both link to the same site. Uh, and be looking for the first blog coming up very, very soon, and then the first podcast to follow that as well. Uh, whatever you're listening to this on, if it's on iTunes or another uh, podcast platform, we want to encourage you to like it, review it, comment, do all of those things that will help uh, just increase uh, the listenership of this and get the word out about it, share it on social media with your friends, and uh, let people know what's going on. Hopefully this will be helpful as we get through this, uh, we always want to hear your feedback as well. So to kind of finish up today, again, the idea of so much more, it's been such a big part of our life. It's been such a big part of our story here in the last few years, and we hope that it's going to encourage you. We hope that this will challenge you to really begin to ask and seek things in your relationship with God that will take you far beyond where you are right now in a great way. And so thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next time. Again, check out the website so much more.me. And until then, God bless you. We'll talk to you next time.